WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Upfront program. Uh, this is our uh, Wednesday edition. And uh, we had a city council meeting on Monday, so therefore we had a city council member on Tuesday. And and on Wednesday, uh, we have a uh, a city mayor join us. And the mayor right now of the city of Woonsocket is Lisa Baldelli-Hunt. She'll be here in a few minutes. And uh, then um, tomorrow, Christopher Boulay. Incidentally, a week from tomorrow, Christopher will be doing his program from Las Vegas. So we'll get a little bit of insight into... Uh, Things going on in Las Vegas, but um, I think they're, from the financial point of view, the same in Las Vegas as they are maybe in New York, right? So, anyway, that's an, he'll tell you more about that uh, tomorrow, John Brian on Friday. But Monday and Tuesday of next week, I'm pinch-hitting again for Dick Bouchard, who's on vacation. And Brian Newberry has uh, confirmed, and he'll be our guest on Monday. And Gabe Amo, candidate for Congress in the 1st Congressional District Democrat, will be our guest on Tuesday. And uh, that's uh, pretty much uh, the lineup for the next couple of days. Let's uh, turn your microphone up so we can say hello to Jeff Gamash, who joins us usually a few minutes before the mayor arrives. He's got things to do, uh, finishing the preparations for his program. Recipe for a good day. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Yeah, very excited for this week. Um, the sponsor, Little General Convenience Stores, franchise owners and Roger Lapierre have uh, deemed it a twice-a-week program. Uh, so if you do miss the Wednesday mornings, uh, you have opportunity, of course, to catch it online. But if you are not a podcaster, you can tune in now on Saturday afternoon and uh, catch the replay of today's program. So you now have uh, two opportunities a week. I believe that is going to be 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. Uh, thank, thank you for uh, the uh, confidence, Roger Lapierre. And for uh, since you mentioned that... Uh, we have uh, also at, uh, let's see, at uh, 1 o'clock, a Joe Luca Real Estate Program. And then uh, Jeff will be uh, doing the replay of a Recipe for a Good Day. And then James Dunn will be on at 3 o'clock for uh, the final hour. Now, why are we doing this on Saturday? We used to have a uh, Portuguese program uh, from uh, Cape Verdean Islands. And um, the gentleman who has done the program for the last 25 years here has moved to California. And uh, so no longer can uh, do the program. So, uh, so, so we had that time open. And so we decided to go back on some of our uh, premier programs during the week, including uh, the Joe Luca Real Estate Show and also Recipe for a Good Day. And James Dunn. And Dunn's Deal, which is heard on Friday night, a fresh uh, replay of it will be on Saturday afternoons at 3. So that's what we are doing here at Space Age Radio. It was uh, Jacob Baptista and his family, uh, nothing but the best. Uh, it was great to work with them. Yes, and uh, it was a long run, uh, but uh, uh, you can't uh, do a show from... Uh, from California um, uh, of the that time, nature. The time difference is a killer. <laughs> right. Hey, that's issue number one, all right, among other things. So those are a few uh, house uh, housekeeping uh, details here at WNRI that we wanted to uh, to uh, tell you about. And uh, we've got other things uh, to, uh, to share with you. And, of course, we'll be asking... Uh, the mayor about uh, all kinds of things, including restrooms and city hall. No, I'm not going to bring that up. No, no. I oh, my man, I used to run the ladies' room, the comfort station yes, at uh, city hall. That was ago. on the lower level. I Correct. remember that when I was a kid. You go to Main Street, you had to go to the bathroom. There was, uh, was instead of entering city hall or the Harris Library, which was there, you had city hall and the Harris Library. There was, if you went down the hill where the parking lot is in the back, there was a comfort station for men and for women. It was a bathroom. It was right. a toilet, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, 25 cents a use. And what, was, was there a charge? It was a, it was a 25 cent uh-huh. thing on the stall door. Uh-huh. And my meme, as we call them, grandmothers in other parts of the country, uh, would have to maintenance them. And as a child, I would crawl under the doors to open the stalls so they could be cleaned. Mm-hmm. That was my role. Well. I was there quite a bit. 
How come you didn't take that job up here at WNO? <laughs> <laughs> they certainly could use a cleaning once in a while. Like I was saying, a story out of Franklin, Massachusetts. <laughs> All right. We've got other things uh, to uh, talk about in, in the news. But, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, uh, the guy who was missing in Lincoln has been found. There was a story about a man who went missing in Lincoln. But up in Franklin, uh, there is a, uh, a young lady who's been missing since the 10th of October. And they... Uh, they're getting a little bit nervous about her uh, disappearance. Yeah, a beautiful young lady in the family has its uh, share of turmoil. We'd like to share the story again. Franklin, probably, I would say, Roger, what, eight, nine miles away from Woonsocket, just about? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Uh, when you Actually, when you cross over the line from Bellingham into Franklin, uh, it's probably only about five miles. I do it all the That's time. True, because Forest Park. Right, I go to the train station all the time. But uh, downtown Franklin, uh, yeah, maybe uh, seven or eight miles. So we'd like the Woonsocket area to be aware of this story. The mother of a missing Franklin teenager, desperate for help and searching for her beautiful daughter who's been missing now for about a week. She's 15-year-old Jaslyn Rodriguez. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, last seen leaving her home, the home on Woodview Way in Franklin, Massachusetts, around 7 p.m. on October 10th, which is uh, a week ago Tuesday. Uh, now, in a statement through the Franklin police, uh, the mother states that her daughter, beautiful, loving, very smart girl, unlike her daughter to miss school, she loves to draw pain, but loves to go to school, so she believes something seriously wrong. She's a Hispanic female, dark curly hair with blonde highlights, last seen wearing a gray sweatshirt, black pants, black sneakers at the time of her disappearance. The... Police on Tuesday used dogs and detectives were searching the woods behind the apartment complex the young lady lived because surveillance video did show her walking along the tree line last Tuesday evening before her disappearance. But just the latest impact to the family late August, not long ago, the older brother of Jaslyn, Kevin Battis, was killed in a car crash here in the Ocean State. The mother, desperate not to lose another child, is uh, no signs of her anywhere. Those states, the mother uh, says her loves her family dearly. She's struggling due to the loss of her brother. We're all going through it, and uh, she knows that uh, she wants the daughter to know that we love you. We won't stop looking for you, and we want you home. But the police are looking for more information is what they want. If you have any information related to this young Rodriguez's whereabouts, contact the Franklin Police Detectives at 508-528-1212. That number again, 508-528-1212. Before we go to break, we're going to remind you, uh, we uh, talked about recipe for a good day coming up uh, this morning, but we want to talk about um, Mark Townsend's uh, program. Mark Townsend is a new talk show uh, host here at WNRI. He, like many of them, uh, purchases the time from the station. And he uh, did his uh, first program two weeks ago and then his second program a week ago. And so tonight is his third radio program. And uh, he uh, went through uh, the um, effort of uh, making contact with the Jerry Leonard campaign and has sold them. Uh, a half hour of time on his program. So if you are following the campaign of Jerry Leonard or, or you're a Gabe Amos supporter and you'd like to explore what the other guy is all about, you can listen to uh, Mark do that program tonight. And that'll be, um, the program itself is 6 to 7. It's called Take a Stand Radio. And uh, the first half of the program will have Jerry Leonard candidate. Now, I had to go to um, a, a wake yesterday. I, I, I say I had to go to it. I went to a wake. I didn't have to go to it. But um, I traveled uh, Route 116 uh, down to Coventry, which uh, because this funeral home was on that side of Coventry. So it was actually easier to take 116 and, and uh, get on to Route 117 in Coventry. It was just down the street. And on the way, I saw many Gary uh, Leonard signs. I did not see one Gabe Amo sign. And um, a lot of that um, ride down there is in the second congressional district, not even in its district. But nonetheless, um, uh, the signs are out there uh, talking about uh, his candidacy. So anyway, he'll be on the air tonight on WNRI. The wake I went to, and I uh, before the mayor arrives, um, the wake I actually went to uh, was um, a person uh, uh, who is from this area originally. Uh, she uh, was born 
in uh, and raised in Manville and went to St. Clair High School. So uh, we have a, a program, the French program on WNRI. It is done in memoriam uh, by Roger Liberty. He passed away a couple of years ago. His daughter, Nicole, produces the program and still wants the program on the air. And so it is on the air. And so Roger Liberty, the French program guy, uh, was married to Claudette Liberty, his wife of um, many, many years. I think it was uh, 63. Uh, but anyway, she passed away, and we went down to her wake yesterday at the Iannotti uh, Funeral Home on Washington Street in Coventry. And uh, paid our respects to uh, Nicole and Giselle uh, Liberty. And uh, so... Um, I just wanted to mention that the mass of uh, Christian burial for Claudette is tomorrow at St. John and Paul Church in Coventry. So those who uh, know the Liberty family, again, they're Manville natives. Both Roger Liberty and Claudette were uh, born and raised in Manville and, and attended local schools here in Northern Rhode Island. He later, uh, the family later moved to Coventry, and he later became the police chief of the town of Coventry for a number of years and chairman of the board of uh, Coventry Credit Union uh, for a number of years. Anyway, her massive Christian burial is tomorrow at St. John and Paul Church in Coventry. And uh, then there'll be um, um, other, uh, uh, other um, shall we say, uh, ceremonies, if you can call them ceremonies, um, for Claudette La Liberty. And we just wanted to mention that. All right, a uh, couple of mess- messages, and uh, let the mayor uh, settle in here, and uh, let her enjoy the uh, Starbucks coffee that we prepared for her, and a nice uh, croissant. And uh, am I lying, uh, Mayor? I guess maybe I'm... No, you gave me fresh water out of the spring. Oh, yeah. Good. Back in a moment. Let's meet for lunch or dinner at the Roast House. Their menu offers something for everyone. Seafood and chicken, roasts, steaks, and chops. Appetizers and their rotation of the heartiest soups in the area. Open Sunday through Thursday, 1130 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 10 p.m. Now, here are some of the delicious choices awaiting you at the Roast House. Roast House. Let me turn the microphone on here and let me remind you that the Roast House has a nice luncheon menu uh, every day. And uh, like a tuna melt uh, is uh, kind of tasty. And Well, check out the uh, the Roast House menu of uh, luncheon specials. And, um, and remember, too, if you, you don't see something uh, that appeals to you on the luncheon menu, the regular menu is available also. Here's Lisa for CCA. At Community Care Alliance, our 500 employees are passionate about strengthening lives. Right now, we have job openings that give you the opportunity to build a stronger community with us. We hire every level in multiple disciplines. We offer competitive salaries, a comprehensive benefit package, including generous vacation, sick time, holidays, and competitive medical and dental coverage. Find out more at www.communitycareri.com or by calling 401-235-7458. Your life experience could contribute to the riches and qualities of care that we provide. Thank you, and that's Community Care Alliance. And let's check in with Scott McGee. Scott McGee from the Stearns McGee team is ready. Whether you're buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market conditions, Scott would love to offer his services to you. He knows the local community, both as an agent and a neighbor, and can help you guide through the nuances of the current real estate market. So let Scott work hard for you. Your real estate experience will be memorable and enjoyable. You can reach him directly at 4 all right, thank you, Scott McGee. And Scott has uh, properties all over the greater Winsonget area. He has some new listings. Uh, every week, Scott sends me uh, his uh, new listings. And uh, yesterday, I told you about this nice Harris Avenue property. Not too many uh, properties come up uh, in the North End. And this is a beauty on Harris Avenue. Uh, built in uh, 1933, and it's, uh, you know, it's got everything in it. That was yesterday. i tell you about that one. Today, I'm going to tell you about a nice house on uh, Chapel Street in um, Boroughville, Rhode Island at 385. And it's a remarkable, completely redone, three-bedroom, two-full-bathroom cape 
meticulously renovated, and the moment you enter, you'll be captivated by, as uh, Scott writes here, stunning design and attention to detail that enhances the overall aesthetic of the home. The open concept layout seamlessly connects the completely renovated kitchen to a sunny and bright living room. Uh, Scott would like to show you the place. 639-2906 is the number to reach Scott McGee, and he'll tell you all about it and show you all around. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Well, you know, uh, while some of the commercials play, sometimes I chat with the mayor. She's uh, she's uh, she's going to be feisty, and she's really wound up this morning. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So we're going to get some... Uh, Crank some, the jack-in-the-box. <laughs> right, some good material. Uh, so um, I usually ask uh, the mayor uh, off microphone, you know, is there something that you want to mention uh, in particular? And uh, I was so involved in the commercial, I forgot whether you wanted to or whether you're just uh, going to let Roger go uh, on his merry oh, way here. Let Roger go on his merry way. How's that? If well, I think of something... But although you were talking... Yeah. First of all, good morning, everyone. Yes. Um. <clears throat> I hope everyone is well out there. I, you did advertise for Scott McGee, mm-hmm. Councilman McGee, yep. and I just wanted to give a little update just in case we run out of time. Uh, Councilman McGee and I have been working uh, together on what we hope to be a newly retrofitted uh, animal shelter in the city, and we met a couple of weeks ago with some professionals who toured the building at River's Edge, which is the concession stand that's across the street, across the the way, I guess you could say, from the dog park. And it was a very uh, fruitful meeting, and it was very encouraging. Uh, So we have, we then moved forward with, and we also toured the new facility in North Providence, which is a regionalized uh, facility with Johnston, Smithfield, and uh, North Providence. Uh, we, t- uh, uh, Councilman McGee and I toured that. Uh, then Captain Pickard, uh, uh, who is a captain at our Woonsocket Police Department, as you may know or may not know, uh, animal control falls under that department. Uh, so that falls under his his purview. So he, along with the animal control officer, also took a tour of the new facility in North Providence. And uh, we are very excited about this. And we will be meeting hopefully next week or the following week as a group uh, to discuss the building and the potential of that building uh, being able to be retrofitted. It is not unusual across the country for municipalities to... Um have kind of a different look at uh, dog shelters than they did uh, 30 years ago. Dogs are important. I see you walking the dog the other day on the street, uh, and um, and dogs are important to people. They're very important, and it is a big part of uh, of life, and people uh, uh, don't mind seeing their tax dollars uh, invested in this. This mm-hmm. is big. Uh, I don't want to say big business, but it's, it's very important to people. It is. It, 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 for some, it's just a pet. And it's their pet. It's in addition to the family. For others, it is, in a sense, like socialization. Mm-hmm. It's comfort. And it is having someone else within your apartment or your home with you. Uh, it, it is very important. You, When you have, in particular, I find, at least because I, I do love dogs, when you have dogs uh, and, and someone who likes dogs sees your dog, their whole tone and temperament changes. Um, and it really puts them in a better place. So I feel they're important. Uh, you did mention tax dollars. People don't mind their tax dollars going toward that. Mm-hmm. And you're probably right. Not everybody, but most. But in this particular case, the goal would be a, would be to use ARPA funds. So we would not be budgeting uh, to utilize uh, taxpayer dollars from the revenue re- we receive from within the city. Pets are important. Uh, don't uh, say anything bad about your dog or about my African gray uh, parrot, right? That's right. <laughs> Let's move. Oh, uh, so if we get, we're, ha- we're going to have, uh, it looks like a, a dog shelter is in the future. And it'll be already next to or nearby to an existing dog run. Another important feature the dog in, the ci- yes. in the city, right? Yes. How's that working out? That is working out wonderfully. Uh, it is something that is utilized by many. Uh, there are also folks who utilize it from outside the city, which is not a bad thing. 
uh, because that means they're here and they're potentially spending some of their disposable cash. Uh, so we do like that. And it definitely is something that I know there were critics out there who did not want it or like it. Uh, but I heard loud and clear and I felt all along that a dog park was important in an urban community in particular. All right. Now, uh, this is, uh, incidentally, we divide this program into um, two segments, uh, softball and hardball. So we'll continue with softball for a while. Sure. So I was uh, with the uh, owner yesterday of uh, Woonsocket Discount Liquors. Uh, they opened uh, soft opening on on uh, Monday, and they'll have their grand opening, and you're going to do some ribbon cutting, I, I think. Uh, I don't know if you know that. It should be on your schedule. They're, yes. they're expecting you anyway. <laughs> yes, it is on my schedule. All right. The ribbon cutting is this coming Friday, and they're excited. They have a, a big superstore for as, as it relates to liquor, uh, and they're, they're opening. And I'm using this. Uh, you can, you can uh, compliment uh, them. If you want to, you can compliment Krakow. Or we uh, we're working on them. Uh, they're going to be advertising their bakery products uh, very shortly. I'm working on the copy now, and um, and there are a number of, of businesses. So let's talk about um, about uh, retail and commercial in Woonsocket, using those as a stepping stone. Certainly. So we're actually, we're very excited about the fact that they have uh, chosen to move into that location. Uh, we we feel just you know it's the business owner's choice as to where they where they open. Uh, we feel that that is a better location. It'll benefit us. Uh, also, we also feel it'll benefit us uh, that they are not in the location that they were in. Mm -hmm. So this is a win win on both sides. So we're we're very pleased about that. We're also pleased because they're in a plaza that historically, for whatever reason it is, whether it's the location, whether it's the price per square foot, whether it's just the owner, whatever the case. He's had a little bit of a difficulty um, with renting some of his space. So, as you can see, um, as we know, the DMV is there, McDonald's is there. That's a driver to get people up in that area, as is Job Lot and, and Tractor Supply. But now well, having... Don't forget the Dollar Tree. And uh, Dollar Tree, important yes. to Roger. And, I mean, there's a lot of small businesses there, right? So, having them there is important. But they're not the only ones moving in. So there's been a little bit of an uptick of interest in that area and the, the, the indoor skate park uh, as well. And we always, as a team at City Hall, keep in uh, mind that the vacant Milford uh, Federal Credit Union, the, where they used to be leasing, because of course now they bought up the street, is also available. So we continue to work to help the business owners or the property owners uh, as much as we can. And we have had a huge uptick in interest. And I say that, and I've been saying it, and we literally are creating like this web of what is available and who is looking for a location, what type of location, how many square feet they need, what is their price range. And it's something I have waited for for... Um, well, let's just say when I took office, we were under the control of the Budget Commission. We didn't have a lot of funding. Uh, when they left, I didn't necessarily have a council that was accommodating when it came to adding positions of economic development, etc. Well, with this new council that has changed, and, and I thank them for that, and they will be very pleased uh, with the results that we're already receiving from adding those three staff members. Uh, we've filled those positions uh, I, I met with them yesterday. I meet with them sometimes briefly, two or three minute, minutes, sometimes for an hour. And we are really, let's just say, we're trucking along and we're going to have a lot of updates uh, soon. So I'll put this on my list of uh, future questions. And sure. I guess we got to let things uh, percolate, first of all, before exactly. I can announce them, right? Yeah, right, and we need to connect the dots. Yeah. All right, let's uh, jump around. So uh, on, on Hamlet Avenue... Uh, all the brushes cut down. Did the owner uh, do that uh, at that site, or uh, uh, or are we getting ready to see something at Hamlet Avenue, or is that still uh, as um, one council member said uh, that they were in? Um, I guess a close. What do you call it? Executive session, and mm -hmm. so still working on that. Uh, so, is there anything you would like to talk about in the Hamlet Avenue region? We'll put mm -hmm. it that way. Okay. So yes, the brush has been cut. I totally give, it gives you a totally different perspective, right? When you see that land cleared, it's much bigger mm -hmm. than 
people expect. And the owners did that on their own. Mm -hmm. And yes, we are still in discussions pertaining to where our public safety facility will be built. Um, I will tell you this, it, it is not anywhere out of as close to the center of the city as possible, um, which is not on Social Street, in on the mass line mm -hmm. at All Saints. That I will tell you. Yeah. So it's going to be somewhere else more centrally located, mm -hmm. generally speaking. I'm not saying it won't be in the Social Street area, but it won't be on the Social Street. Pro well, I should say it's Rathbun Street. Mm -hmm. The actual address of All Saints property is Rathbun Street. So it will not be there. All right. Uh, let's uh, get a little more, um, uh, shall we say, uh, into the thicket of things. So um, did you know that former city council members are showing up at the council meeting talking about things? Have you noticed that um, while uh, you are sitting at the council meeting? Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Okay. Well, there is one that uh, showed up on, uh, on Monday night, and uh, that was James Canoyer. And he talked about a number of things. Um, so my question on what he talked about, he was talking about a building that the city is building and he thinks it's costing a heck of a lot more money than it should be. And, um, and so I guess I'm asking you, did he bring up something where uh, maybe that building is costing us more or was he um, bringing up a bunch of subjects uh, just to um, hear himself? I think he's trying to stay relevant. I think he recognizes, uh, you know, some some people. I've been in politics a long time. You can't always I'll concede that. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, you, and and I think we've done a pretty damn good job in this city as a team at City Hall. And there are times that people may not win a race. They go away gracefully, or they stay involved. And we know people like that. Um, they're not sour and bitter, uh, but there are others who have a very difficult time with getting past the fact that they were in the loser's column. And, it, Roger, all I'll say is this. Look at the progress we've made as an administration with this city council. Um, the change in the council was needed. It happened the people spoke, and we have so much more happening now that the roadblocks and the obstructionists are no longer there. Did, did all seven candidates get in? No, six did, and um, one returned uh, who was part of the removal, the orchestrated removal. Uh, but there's, there's, there's no doubt about it. The, the movement and action in this city... And the things that are in the works is is unquestionably better. Is his uh, argument that the uh, Roy Avenue uh, building project, though, is costing more than maybe you anticipated? Did he have a point at all, or um, or did he not have a point? Is it costing more? To me, everything costs more than on what I want to spend. Mm-hmm. If, if I called a, a sheetrocker to my house and, and the sheetrocker uh, was, you know, my expectation was it was going to be $500 and it came in at $1,500, the facts are the facts. That's why you have a bidding process. So we went out to bid for that facility. That facility is going to be a significant utility building, which people can... In a, in, in a little bit of a smaller scale, compare it to like our highway bond. You need a place for your vehicles, your pipes, your hydrants. I, I think it's 25 personnel. So did we hope it would be a million and a half or a million, whatever? I, I hope it was $100,000. But I think that response had seven bids. And all seven bids were, you know, all other six bids, I believe, were higher than the one that we're choosing. So... Like, what, what, what do you want to make an issue out of it for? You know, if I, if I told you, Roger, that I was going to go pick up a sandwich for you and I think it's $4 and I came back and it was $8, what do you want me to do? It's $8. Here's the receipt. So you either eat the sandwich or you don't eat the sandwich, right? You either buy it or you don't buy it. So let's, let's remember something. 
some of the leadership on that city council, which is no longer there because they lost the last election, they literally left employees in a dilapidated, contaminated incinerator to work with pigeons when I got elected. This is progress. This is what you do in a municipality. You improve the municipality for the residents, for the employees. And so when the next leader comes in of the municipality, they can pick up where you left off. You don't have a vote on the council to vote up or down on this utility building. Seven people have the opportunity to vote. They either vote it up, they vote it down. If they vote it down, they can explain why to the employees. They can explain why. We're paying, we're leasing space, Roger. Why do we want to keep leasing? Let, let me remind folks who may not have paid attention because I would hope that you're just, you know, engaged in your life and your world and you, you, you want to trust that government is working for you the best that, that you can. We had the opportunity to purchase a building years ago. We went to the city council. Director D'Agostino explained this is the location, this is the price. We're already leasing at this location. We now have the opportunity to purchase this property and this would have been our utility building for those employees who were already in there. In the future, we could have expanded on it or what have you. The city council voted it down, okay? The very city council who, they're not here anymore. We wouldn't even be having this conversation if they didn't move forward with allowing the city to buy the building that we were leasing for these employees. Would you remind our audience what building we're talking about? That building is on Circle Street off of Manville Road. And if you go up Manville Road, I call it Toy Story, you see all the front load, front end loaders lined up getting ready to go to their destination for the upcoming winter. So that area that you're looking at when you look up in the back, the new owner of that property also owns the property in the back. That's where we were with all those garages and office space and land for our pipes and hydrants and things like that. So, the, you know, the person who comes to the microphone and spews off all this nonsense because he's still trying to stay relevant is, is part of the problem, Roger. That company that you just referenced on Manville Road, talking to uh, the owner the other day, <clears throat> this is a huge operation. It's massive. I, uh, give you an example. Uh, for instance, they have a contract. Uh, who do you think removes the snow from uh, the Darling Village in uh, North Smithfield? This company, they have a contract for it. You don't uh, get that kind of a contract unless you've got a lot of equipment, a lot of employees, and, uh, and a lot and, of investment. Right, yes. a lot of investment. Yes. So. This was a big win because I think they came in from Smithfield or Johnston. I think, uh, I can't remember exactly, but they were in another location. And uh, now uh, they are coming into uh, Woonsocket. And he, he said something about a toy drive or something coming yes, up uh, yes. on Christmas. And, and so they want to get involved in the community. So it's almost like um, that was um, uh, economic development as far as I'm, oh, I'm it, concerned. It, it, it is. And actually, I believe they came in from Massachusetts. <coughs> I, I believe. They may have had other lo mm -hmm. locations as well. But uh, wonderful, very nice. I met with him. I met with his sister, introduced myself, took mm -hmm. a ride there. And... Actually, I don't know. Maybe it's me. I thought it was kind of cool driving up Manville Road and you see all those front-end loaders. You didn't like, ride in a front-end loader. What's that? You didn't drive a front-end loader, no? No, but if I asked him if I could, I bet he'd let me. Yeah, I bet he would. <laughs> all right, nice to have him here in, in town. I, I agree with you. All right, uh, one more, uh, let's see, uh, uh, question uh, that uh, is a um, little uh, tricky for me uh, because I don't know, don't know how to ask it. But I had... Uh, the superintendent here and the uh, school committee chair, and they talked about a number of things, but they did talk about the RISE prep school and, and about how uh, the, Depart the Department of Education ride is, is uh, possibly lifting the 50% cap on students so that students could come from anywhere. And they were saying that in the end, if this happens and most of the kids come from Woonsocket, uh, this is going to be detrimental to the Woonsocket School Department and uh, in the long run detrimental to the taxpayers of Woonsocket. Do you see that argument as a sound argument 
or uh, do you see that as uh, just protecting the turf, as they say? First of all, I have respect for both gentlemen. Mm -hmm. um, we work we work well together. Um, we don't always agree on issues. In particular, um, the chairman of the school committee and I have a difference of opinion on some things. And but I must say, you know, when I speak with them, if I call them, um, we just agree respectfully that we have different positions. Mm -hmm. The way I look at this situation is. We're in a crisis with education. We're in a crisis with the future, our future, whether it's our city, our state, our country. Education isn't necessarily working the way many people would like. And my guess is that there's also a lot of very frustrated teachers. When you become a teacher, you want to go to school to teach. You don't want to go to school... To, to, you know, and you have to deal with bullying and fights, disrespect, um, disruption in your classroom. That's detrimental to the teachers. It's detrimental to the other students. It's unfair to the students who want to learn. And it's gotten to a point, and it's not just one socket. It's gotten to a point where something has to be done. And my feeling is that you also have to listen to the parents. And the biggest advocate for a child should be their parents. And as a parent of three sons, my husband and I chose, with input from the children as they got older, where they would feel comfortable and wanted to attend school. Now, we had that ability to do that. And... We did. And quite frankly, and I say this, and, and it's, it's pretty spot on, we both worked. Generally speaking, one of our salaries supported our, our household, and one supported tuition for our children. But that was our choice. We didn't have to do that, but that's what we did. Charter schools are public schools, whether it's Founders Academy, Beacon Charter, Rice Prep, Mayoral Academy. They are public schools. There are traditional public and there are charter public. And lifting the cap for Rise Prep Merrill Academy is listening to the voice of the people. It is listening to the 600 families in Woonsocket who are asking for a seat in that school. So there's no bigger advocate or voice it's not what the superintendent, the chairman of the, of the school committee, the mayor of the city, the superintendent of Rise Prep. When you have 600 families who are asking for a seat, that's a very loud, strong, and powerful message. It's not, and it should not be, about them and us or us and them, and I mean that between traditional and charter. It should be a collaboration because charter schools can learn a lot from traditional public schools. And it is best to use best practices from traditional schools and share them with charter and best practices at charter and share them with traditional. When we come back from the break, um, you know, some people have said, uh, how come you never have, uh, how come you don't allow phone calls on the program? Uh, well, the reason you don't hear many phone calls is that we don't get many calls. However, we have one waiting. So when we get back from the break, we'll show you that uh, if somebody calls, we'll put them on the air. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expansive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out a taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin Steak, Filet Young or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner, all char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. 
CMM Picture Frame and Gallery in Woonsocket is in the Park Square Florist Building, front entrance, lower level. Mark Morell says, we're very affordable. I try to be creative in all my work. Basically, the main thing is custom picture framing with a quality touch. We use quality products. We do full photo restorations. We do collages. We do things like newspaper articles and photo collages. And we're also an art gallery. Paintings on display for sale by Mark himself and other local artists. Nice assortment of prints and special occasion prints. Have a special project. Talk to Mark to make it happen. Open Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 4, Saturdays 10 to 2, 401-487-8938 and converse with Mark. He's a friendly guy. Check out what we're all about by pulling up our website, cmmpictureframeandgallery.com. Charles Mark Morell for Brian. When choosing an insurance agent, experience, personalized service, and commitment to community is important. For over 20 years, Hunter Insurance has offered the best coverage at the most competitive price. Whether it's personal or business coverage, we'll create an insurance package designed just for you. We offer life insurance and annuities, disability, long-term care insurance, as well as retirement and college savings plans. Hunter Insurance, an independent five-star agency dedicated to supporting and giving back to the community. Visit us at 389 Old River Road, Lincoln, Rhode Island, or call us at 401-769-9500. Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. We are back. Are you back here? Yes. All right. I think uh, I can hear. I got right. my, my earmuffs on. <laughs> right. Uh, let's press a button here. And uh, do you have a comment for the mayor you'd like to uh, get some information on? Go ahead. Hello. Actually, yeah. it's a comment for both of you um, as a radio listener. I was becoming quite bored with uh, the conversation previously. <laughs> oh, so, uh huh. With, with well. the relevancy of the of the whole, uh, mm -hmm. you know, people show up at the council meeting. And well, we're sorry <laughs> about that. So, ja yeah. so jazz up the program a little, sir. Yeah, please, uh, please do. And I'm glad you went in a different direction. But uh, having said that, um, this administration, I think has taken this city to a whole new level. Okay. We, we've done things here that uh, never been done before. Who knew that you could do projects without putting in the city into bankruptcy? Who knew that? Um, who knew that you could generate income from actually doing a project, right? So when I hear some people go on and go on, you know, with this uh, nonsense, really, irrelevant nonsense, that's what I call it. So um, just, you know, continue focusing on what, what's happening. This whole thing's athletic complex, uh, utility uh, facility, uh, roads, sidewalks, uh, new businesses, so on and so forth. And all within budget. So enjoy this administration um, for as long as the mayor chooses to stay. Because... Um, I think the latter will be disappointing. So, um, and you've seen evidence of that, Roger. You should know you've been here long enough. I so. have been here long enough. Yes, uh, to you've know. seen what <laughs> the you know the the, uh, the former geniuses all did. So, but uh, so we'll leave it at that. Okay. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right, um, he had his say, and um, so um, you know it's a talk show. If you uh, have something to say via email or something to say via via phone call, you uh, you can call in. All right, let's get back to uh, the stuff that we were uh, going to uh, to talk about. Unless anything come up since we've begun the program that you would like to. Uh, focus no, on? I'll just say you know others who are not elected can say things that elected officials can't. Um, we we there's a lot of things that elected officials cannot do uh, that regular citizens can. So um, I'll leave it at that. Okay, leave it at that. All right, let's um, let's uh, take a little tour around uh, the around the city. Uh, there's a um, a complex going up uh, where Ayotte Field was. 
That's going to be a big building. I, I know that you weren't, uh, the, you know, the biggest fan of uh, of that, uh, <clears throat> uh, but um, it's uh, on the books. It's going to happen right, right there on the street. I yes, mean, it's not, yes. So it's you not win, even you, set back. I say this. You win some, you lose some. But what I do want the public to know is two things. Yeah. One, the decision was made by the city council in opposition to the mayor's uh, administration to move forward with the storage unit. Now, that vote is done. It's under construction. I've had more people tell me, what's going on in Woonsocket? Are they building a prison? And I am aware that when a vote is taken and it's finished, even though it doesn't fall the way you like it, it's done, it's over. And I have to welcome the, the people because they're going to be a part of the community. But when those bids came in, that bidder was higher than the second bidder, who was maybe, I don't, I don't know, say fifty dollars or $60,000 less. But what I would do is I would have gone back to the second bidder and I would have said, is this your best, your final, your best, your highest? Tell us, what is it that you're doing? And they disclosed what they were doing. And they were going to build a building that would have housed things such as what's happening now in North Smithfield. Starbucks, Chipotle, um, the, the square buildings type of thing that you see when you go to Smithfield Crossings where one quarter is Verizon or whatever the case may be. But there was politics involved. They will deny it. But everything was driven by politics. You don't elect people to make decisions based on politics. You elect people to make decisions that are in the best interest of the community. So now, is there a need for storage units? This company thinks so. I'm sure they did their homework. I'm sure they'll make a lot of money renting those units. But Lisa Baldelli Hunt preferred the other bidder because ultimately in the end, it's not always the highest bidder that's the best bidder. All right, and uh, I will say uh, uh, that building is under construction right now, and hopefully when it's finished, it'll look prettier than it does right now. I'm sure it will. I'm right. sure it will. <laughs> All right. But, but I'd like to just go up the street, if you don't mind, sure. to Barry Field. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, it, you, you, there, it's no secret. Um, when I run for office, I knock on doors. When I'm at events, I speak with people, and the people, again... Their voice is loud. Their voice is clear. They want a supermarket in the city of Woonsocket. And no matter how we try, and maybe things will change. Maybe somebody will one day want to put a supermarket on Diamond Hill Road as things evolve. But right now, they don't. They want to put a supermarket at Barry Field. And this is one of those instances where we just finished a conversation about the chairman of the school committee. He and I are... A million miles apart on this. We have 22 acres at Barry Field. We can develop it. It is the city of Woonsocket, Roger, is crippled by the fact that we do not have a major highway coming through our city. When people say, why does that go to Cranston or Warwick or Pawtucket? Why does that happen? Because they have major highways. Why did Ravenous Brewery move from Woonsocket and not relocate in another location in Woonsocket when he was going to because from his lips he told a director and pointed to the highway and said that's why I'm where I am right now. So we only have 146A and 22 acres and we have the ability to put a supermarket there. That's what we should be doing. The school committee should listen to the voice of the people. Um, put your earphones on. One more call before we uh, say goodbye here. What would you like to uh, comment on or ask about? Oh, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I just want to bring something up. The other day, Councilman Manzeri was on the radio talking about homelessness. Yep. Well, I, somebody said there's a woman in her 80s who lives in a tenement and the rent was 800 it's going to go up to 1600 and she's going to be homeless mm -hmm. 
Is there any way the city could use some of that uh, money or have something where landlords can find out if they would be willing to go to Section 8, they would get their 1600 and that poor woman would not have to move, be homeless. Is this a job for Mike Hull, Mayor? I, I think he addressed that at the podium. I think he gave that example, mm -hmm. and I think he... If he didn't say, I thought he implied that he's already working with this person. Mm -hmm. So this is this is what we do. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and, I, I, he didn't say that. And he said that Section 8 is only temporary. Who said that? Councilman Mancieri. If you replay it, he said it was that was only temporary housing. Well, I disagree with that. Yes. Because when you get a voucher... Uh, for where you can choose where you want to live with your Section 8 voucher. You're able to live there as long as the landlord is willing to rent to you. And when he isn't or she isn't willing to rent to you, they have to give you sufficient notice uh, to find another location. And the voucher follows you. The voucher it? follows you. Mm -hmm. If you receive a voucher in Woonsocket from Woonsocket Housing Authority, Roger, mm -hmm. and your family lives in Hawaii, you can yeah. take that voucher yeah. to Hawaii and live near your family. Or to Bellingham. Yes. Or to Bellingham. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but if you replay it, that's what he said. But anyways, maybe they could uh, have some kind of forum or something for landlords, because I guess the apartments have to be inspected and they have to do have certain things. Oh, definitely, that, yes. That would help, uh, especially that elderly woman. Thank you for taking Thank my you. call, Mayor. Thank you. Okay. Have Thank a good you. day. Final words. You have the microphone. Anything you want to uh, say to our am, uh, vast audience? No, I am jumping on a Zoom call, mm -hmm. and uh, we are. We will have uh, a lot of updates regarding economic development coming soon. Um, again, I want to thank the council for um, supporting the positions that we. Uh, requested as an administration. I think they'll be very pleased. Uh, Councilman Susi was a big supporter and Councilwoman Gonzalez both when they were on the former council, uh, but they just only had two votes and those two votes weren't sufficient and now they have support, uh, had support this particular time and I think it'll serve us all very well. I wish everybody a very happy and healthy day. Good day.